Okay, we have a special video that we're going to show first, and then then we'll get this. Well, we're already getting this party started, but we'll take it to another level. But we're super, super thankful. Pastor Appreciation Day. You guys have the video um, ready to go? All right, Eli, thank you. What, what I do appreciate about our Pastor Don is that we both go to the same barber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously, there's no shades of gray with him. It's black or white. Like he always says, what does the word say? That's what I appreciate about him the most is that he's a man of God who sticks by the word of God. And um, something that has been imparted to me as, and has impacted my life is to not waver on God's word. We must be bold and confident in the power and truth of God's word. Because our pastor's commitment to the men, I've grown more in the past seven years than in the past 40 years in and out of churches. I am forever grateful to God for giving me a pastor that truly is after God's heart. I think we cheated. What do I appreciate about Pastor Don is that he will tell it like the word says it. Amen. He doesn't candy coat anything to protect our feelings. And um, he always ends it with a hug. What has, what has he imparted to me that has impacted my life is that phrase, what does the word say? And so we always go back to the word, not always having to follow what pastor says, but what the word says. Amen. And we love you. He doesn't give me hugs though. <laughs> I, I think I'm okay. Love you, pastor. Love you. All right, what's one thing Pastor has imparted to my life? A consistent faith and an attitude to never give up. And then what's one thing I appreciate about my pastor? Um, <laughs> I appreciate his straightforwardness and bluntness and his uh, poop Cheerios analogy. So what Pastor has imparted in my life is how to uh, be a better father, a better man of God, and the biggest thing is how to be a servant. And the thing that he's partaked in my life the most is how he serves, how he doesn't do anything. He doesn't ask us to do anything that he wouldn't do. And he represents uh, all that he preaches. He tells us the truth. And um, yeah, so that's what I, I, I thank you, Pastor, for, for all that you've done all these years I've been with you. I appreciate you and love you. Thank you. Pastor has installed in me is to be diligent in everything that I do for the Father. Always look for him in everything that we do and then just stick to it. He's he's a, a hard hardest working pastor I've ever seen in my life. And uh, one thing he's definitely done for me is he doesn't candy coat it. He brings the word right from the right from the Bible and that's exactly what I needed in my life. Uh, if he didn't candy coat, if he did candy coat it, I wouldn't be here. I'm just thankful that we have the hardest working pastor out there. I'm very thankful. Thank you, Pastor Don. Appreciate you. Okay. Uh, something that has impacted me about Pastor Don is several years ago, my friend Joan and I went uh, camping to Patrick's Point with Pastor and his family and some other folks. And I came out of the tent early one morning. The sun was just coming up. It was cold. And there was Pastor. He'd already been up, started a fire, made a pot of coffee. And he's sitting there in his camp chair by the fire with his Bible open, reading the Word. 
on vacation, and he still is there early in the morning reading the Word. And that just really impressed me, that he is a man of the Word. He reads it, he memorizes it, he meditates on it, he studies it, he preaches it, and he lives it. And that's the one thing that has really impressed me about him. And it's impacted me in that I now spend more time with the Word. And I didn't used to take my Bible on vacation with me, but now I do. So, Pastor has imparted on me just to never lose faith. Over the last five months, Isaac was in and out of the hospital every week, and many, many tears. And he just never lose faith. You just keep going, you keep trusting, and you make it through. And now we're on the other side, and he's doing amazing. Um, something Pastor has imparted to me um, is just love everyone. Like no matter who you deal with, you're gonna deal with a lot of people, and just showing them love and grace. Um, goes a long way because you might not always agree with them, but loving them and showing them how, or treating them how Jesus would, goes a lot farther than arguing and defending, and it just shows who God is. Something I appreciate about Pastor is his sense of humor. He's always, I always can count on him to make me laugh. And I appreciate his rawness, his realness, his, hey, you don't want to hear it, but he's going to tell you. It's not always pretty. Life's dirty, and he's there, and he'll tell you the truth. Now I have to live up to all that. Wow. Amen. Wow. Thank you. We love you so much. That's so special. Um, that you would take time to do that. God bless you. Before we give it back to Cole, I just wanted to recognize our dear friend, Pastor Elwood and Yada Jambago, with us all the way from Liberia. Amen. So, it's awesome on this day. They're our missionary pastors, and so we've been supporting them for years in the school there and their outreach there. And uh, so through your giving, Every month we support them, and then we send them special offerings and that to help them with needs and necessities that come up. So it's always a blessing when they're here with us. Amen? So we'll have some time at the end of service and hear from them and that. So praise the Lord. Pastor Cole, come on back up. Amen. Check, check. All right, all right. So your responsibility to turn me down when I get too loud, okay? No earplugs have been issued this morning, but we're ready. Amen. Well, let's pray this morning. I'm so excited, so thankful to be here. Always appreciate the opportunity to come and minister, preach the Word of God to you that are here this morning and those of you who are watching online. It's just, it's something that's just special to me, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity. So let's pray today. Father, I thank you for your Word in this place. Father, this morning, just as I was going through my notes and preparing for this message, your presence uh, overwhelmed me multiple times. Father, I thank you that your presence is in this place. Lord, you inhabit the praises of your people. So, Father, this morning, we're here in your presence. Father, I thank you in your presence is fullness of joy, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, this morning, I thank you that you pour out your spirit. Lord, those who are watching online who couldn't join us, Lord, I thank you that those who are in this place today. Father, I thank you that you have the answers. 
Lord, you're still the healer. You're still the provider. You're still the way maker. So Father, this morning we open up our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive everything you have for us today. In Jesus' name, everybody shouted, amen, amen. So it's Pastor Appreciation Day, and I'm just so excited when they call and ask if I could do it. My schedule's been a little crazy lately, so um, it just worked out perfect. And so I was so excited to be able to come and share some time with you. It's always great to see everybody, and I miss you. Those who I haven't got to see you recently, but you're always on my heart. And so I'm just I'm happy to be here this morning, and I'm so grateful. Uh, our pastors, they've been my pastors for over 25 years. And I met them in probably the early, early like 1992, 93 um, and I got baptized by pastor. But what I love is, is the, they are a team. And we talk about Pastor Don so much because he's in the front. Uh, he's leading, he's preaching, but they truly are a team. They're a dynamic duo. And the balance that they have for each other is just something that I've watched over the years that behind the scenes is, uh, is just as much happening as in front. And so them together has created this this atmosphere. It's created this building. Where, I mean, their vision together to reach El Dorado County. Uh, and so all these things and just, just coming up and over my, in my heart this morning is just like overwhelming because I'm so grateful and feel so blessed to be part of this ministry for this many years and watching hearts and lives changed for the glory of God. So we're just super, super thankful this morning. I asked a couple of people myself what they appreciated about Pastor Don and Pastor Sue, and that, that they were consistent, they're reliable, that they live by the word, that they don't just hear the word, but they're doers of the word, that they're people of an example, they're people of perseverance, they're people of substance. I thought it was kind of funny because Pastor said that he forgot some things, that he used to be a smart, but they truly are academic weapons for God's glory. They know the word inside and out. The Bible says the people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, but they are students of the word. They are weapons for the glory of God, and imparting that is like giving you and I tools and weapons for our success in life so that we can fulfill our God-given destiny. Amen? Academic weapons. Kate, Kate and I were talking about that this morning, and it just kind of stuck with me. But it's true. Become an academic weapon for God's glory. Become a weapon for the kingdom of God. Amen? And that they pray and protect the church, the flock. They don't just talk about it, they do it. So I'm super grateful. They lead by example, imparting the word of truth with steadfast endurance. They set a standard of faith, serving, consistency, perseverance, prayer, to name a few. These are things that I wrote down. Passionate to see people know Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? No one comes to the Father except through him. So that's always been the number one thing, is that people know Jesus. And how are they going to stand on the truth if they don't know the truth? If you don't know him, you can't stand with him. You don't know that he's going to take you through every obstacle. He is the way, the truth, and the life. They stand on and abide in the truth, and they walk by faith. God hasn't given us what? He's not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power love, and a sound mind. I like interactive services. All right, you're going to help me this morning? Are you going to help me this morning? Okay, here we go. I like having fun in church. It's okay. It should be a celebration, right? When people are down, we're there to lift each other up. 
There's going to be people in this room that are going through the most difficult hardship that they've ever faced in their life. And then there's going to be people who just came up with the biggest victory that they've ever had in their life in Christ. And we have to be able to rally around all of those. We're a family, right? So we pick them up, and then we also celebrate one another when we go through great victories. He's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. They impart to us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. We can pull down these strongholds. You can pull down these mindsets that try to get shoved in your face. The, the loudspeakers of life that try to say, oh, you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. You should have been, you know, you were born at the wrong time. You're a mistake. All these different things come into mind. Like, how do we know what's the real voice? By knowing his word. And Pastor and Pastor Stu have done uh, just a, a life of being an academic weapon for his glory, imparting his word, reading the word, speaking the word, preaching the word. Preaching the word of God is what transforms lives. It's what's changed and continuing to change my life. And you'd think after I get older, I'd be wiser, but I still make some of the same mistakes. But God's good. Amen. I know no one else has experienced stuff like that, but if you do, you'll know how to deal with it. Amen. <laughs> But it's not always going to be easy. Oftentimes, and this is something that I was just really meditating on this morning, oftentimes we see challenges as a negative thing. We see challenges as something must be wrong. I might be doing something wrong. I might be, I might be uh, missing it. And, and that may be the case. But sometimes it's really an opportunity it's an opportunity to watch God work in and through you and for you to overcome that obstacle to make you stronger. This phrase has been stirring in my spirit all morning. Growth comes through resistance. Growth comes through resistance. There's nowhere in the word that says it's going to be easy. It says in this life you're going to have you're going to have challenges, you're going to have trouble, you're going to have difficulties, you're going to have trials, tribulation, but be of good cheer. Jesus said, because I've overcome the world. He's still the overcomer. He's alive today. He didn't, it's, it's not just a book about stories that used to be about, about you know, some fairy tale. These are real life accounts, events. Growth comes through resistance. Faith pleases God. Our faith in him allows him. Everybody say allows. See, God is always wanting to work through your life. He's always wanting and speaking to us. He's always there. He's the faithful one. He's our father. He's given us his spirit to be our counselor, our guide, our leader, someone who can direct and make a way where there seems to be no way. But we have to let him in. We have to allow him. We have to give him access into our life if he's going to be able to work through us. We say, God, you help me. He's saying, here I am. Believe me, he hasn't gone anywhere. He's everywhere. And he's always willing and able. Always. But it's not easy. God is no respecter of persons. Some of you are thinking that works great for you. Maybe that works great for Pastor Don, Pastor Sue, you know. But it's me we're talking about, Lord. I know none of you have ever said that to the Lord, like, you know. It maybe works for them, not for me. God's no respecter of persons. 
You hear people say all the time, oh, you know, God's my favorite, or maybe God's not listening right now, or what? There's all these different phrases we, we hear or we might say, but God's no respecter of persons. If he's done it in his word, he will do it again and again and again. He didn't stop healing. He didn't stop providing. He didn't stop showing the way. He didn't stop, stop being the light. He didn't stop being the truth. It's, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. So sometimes, sometimes we're just feeling lost. You're feeling, you're feeling like you don't know which way to go. But God is a God of demonstration and power. He's alive. He's the living God. You can go around and look at all the different religions of the earth. None of them claim that they're still alive. He's alive. Jesus said, I, I mean, I might be going to prepare a place for you, but he didn't say, I'm dead. And if you're in him, you're alive forevermore. And some of you may be wondering about the Lord this morning. I'm here. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Maybe you're watching this morning. He left the 99 in a safe place so he could go find the missing sheep or the lost coin. He's worried about every single one. He wants every single one. He's looking all over the place. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come to everlasting life. He wants everybody to know the joy and the peace that they can have in him. The gift that he already paid for on the cross for all humanity. But they have to let him in. We have to let him in. Amen? He's a God of demonstration and power. He's the one who's able to save, heal, and deliver. I'm going to give you a couple examples, not stories, but actual facts and historical events. And this morning, I want you to make it real in your life. I want you to, in the future or today, wherever you're at, I want you to take these, these actual facts and put yourself in this position because when you're facing it, which you will, remind yourself. Peter said, I just want to remind you of these things. Why? Because it's important that we remember what God said, remember what his word says, remember what he did once so that we know he'll do it again because we know that God isn't playing favorites, but if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. But we have to remind ourselves of these things. Think about, think about Moses in the Red Sea. God is the way maker. They came up against, they're running, they come up against an end of the road. There's a sea they can't get through. And the enemy is coming after them with swords and spears and everything else that they had to wipe them out. When you feel like you're at the end of the rope or stopped at the shore with the enemy running after you, remember, God is a way maker. Have faith. God will part the sea. He's not finished parting the sea for you. He's not finished making a way where it seems to be no way. Amen? He'll part the sea. When the clouds of confusion try to blow in and rain, fear, doubt, unbelief, dysfunction, and perversion. I looked it up this morning just because I want to make sure I had the right definition. Perversion was the alteration of something from its original course or meaning or state. The world, the enemy, the devil, they will try to pervert what God's promises are in your life. And a lot of times, he will use just enough truth to throw his lie in there. 
even the, even the demons and the possessed people in the, in the New Testament you can read about, they were talking about the great things of God. But Paul knew by the Spirit that there was something off. There was something wrong with that. So sometimes the enemy will even use what looks like a good thing to pervert what God has for us. And that's why we've got to be sensitive in the Holy Spirit. Have faith. Believe that God is going to position you. This is a declaration I want you to make over yourself. A confession I want you to have over yourself. Believe that he has positioned you at the right place, at the right time, with the right gifts, talents, and abilities for his glory. He's positioning you. Think about, think about how uh, Joseph got, he got thrown in the pit. He got thrown in, he was a, and he was a slave, and all the different things that happened. Then he's in the prison. But then what? He gets to be in the palace, right where God had him to help deliver and provide for the people. So we don't always see all the things that God's doing behind the scenes, but God is the way maker. And he has you, and I believe, just declare this every day. God has me in the right place at the right time. I'm meeting the right people. He's got divine appointments. He's got lost people. He's got family members. He's got all these things planned for me to walk in. it. He says he's preordained a path for us to walk in. Walk in what? Walk in him. Walk by faith and not by sight. Walk in his word. Walk in his ways. Walk in his plans. Walk in his provision. Walk in his healing. Be his hands. Be his feet. Be his mouthpiece. Be, be, be who he's called you to be and speak what he's put in your heart to speak. You have the right gifts. We can't look around. I love this scripture. Those who compare themselves among themselves are not wise. Why? Because we're all different. We're all gifted and we've all been given unique gifts, talents, and abilities for his glory. But one thing is the same. It's all for his glory. It's all for the cause of the king and the kingdom. And when you realize that your gifts and talents are different for a reason so that God can use those for his glory, so that God can work with you and you can, you can understand and, and just it's so exciting when you're in his will, in his presence. Yeah, you're going to be facing challenges. You face obstacles. Think, well, look at these different men and women of God. They were, they were close to God. They were walking with God. They were serving God. And then yet they still face challenges. But God brought them through it for his glory. And many, if not nations, were changed because of their obedience and willingness to walk by faith and not by sight. This morning, I just want to stir you up. I want to challenge you. I want to inspire you. I'm preaching to myself right now. I, I want to just continue to grow and develop for God in his word. I want to be closer to him. I've allowed distractions to come in sometimes, and I allow these different things, and I like catch myself. I'm like, time out, what are you doing? You think, like I said, getting older, they be wiser. Still find myself overcommitting sometimes. Doing things, I'm like, okay. I gotta think, do things that are important. Do the word. Stay close to the Lord. You be with your family, ministry, all the things, your business, whatever, whatever it is that God has you working on, He's gonna use it for His glory. He's a God of demonstration and of power. God will part the sea. 
God will blow those wind and wave of confusion. He will dry it up so that you can see clearly. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. His word. It's an illuminator. When you things seem like it's in the dark, allow his word to illuminate the path for you. If you're not sure which way to go, ask. So many times we're just, we will stand there and say, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Just take a step. He'll help guide you, but he can't guide you if you're just sitting down. Well, the Lord's speaking to me. Someday, maybe I'll do something. I'm just waiting to feel led. I was years ago. <laughs> I'm waiting to get feel led. It's like, well, here's a number two pencil. Get to work. You start writing some up. Uh, write the vision. Write the vision. Make it plain, God says, so that you can run with it. So you can do it. So you can experience his power flowing through your life. I've been fortunate enough to have great men and women of God in my life at the right place at the right time to impart the truth into my life. I'm still developing. I'm far from perfect. You can ask Brenna. She'll tell you. <laughs> We've been married over 25 years now. I'm just like, I'm too young to be that old. <laughs> right? I'm like, what? This is crazy. So I'm a paramedic, and so there's when you're giving someone medication, it's 911, it's fast, it's, it's, I mean, it is on. Like, their life is hanging in the balance for you sometimes doing the right thing. But what we always do, always, is what we call the rights. There's six rights, and they might have added a seventh one since school. But we always do this. And it's the right patient at the right time with the right medication, the right dose, the right route of how you're going to administer that medication, and that it has the right expiration date. And you're like, that's a lot to do. But guess what? There's uh, tragic things have happened even in the past because people didn't do the rights. And what I want to convince you on this morning is that God has you in the right place at the right time with the right plan, with the right purpose, with the right amount of power to get you through to your destination. He's the original right time, right date, right dose, right medication. He's got the right thing going. So, so many times I feel like we get wrapped up in, I don't feel this, this isn't, doesn't feel right. We're not going by our feelings. We're not led by our feelings. Yes, we have feelings, emotion, all these different things happening, but we have, to, we have to trust in the word. We have to walk by faith. I don't feel like doing a lot of things, but I still do it because I know it's the right thing to do. Is there anybody else in here that doesn't have, always feels like it? Does anybody always feel like it? No, but we do it. Because we know it's right. And God is a God of his word. His word is not going to pass away. It says the same yesterday, today, and forever. So think about that. 
Esther was born for a time as this. She was there at the right time. Right place, right audience. That's your confession. That's you. God, I thank you. This is what I say. God, I thank you. I'm in the right place at the right time. You give me favor with the right people. You give me influence. You give me authority. You've given me the ability to make a difference. I say it all the time. Brennan and I, I'll, I'll call her if I'm on the way to a job or work, and, I'll, and we'll, we'll be praying. And almost every time we're praying, I'm like, thank you, Lord. We're in the right place at the right time. We're sharp. We're accurate. Be, make a, a list of confessions that you can say over yourself every day. If you're not speaking over yourself, someone else is. Someone else is saying something. And I looked for it before I came today, but I have a label maker. And I put labels on things. I'm not quite as organized as I want to be yet, but I'm working on it. I have a label maker. It's getting dust on it right now, but I'm about to get the dust off this thing. What is a label maker for? It's to identify from the outside what's on the inside. If you're not putting a label and speaking over your life what you are, what, what is the label? It's saying what's on the inside. And God is the one who's put the original stamp, the original design. Pastor preached a message called original intent that God has for our lives. That's the label that I want on my life. Not what I thought or because of my failures or, or insecurities or some of the mistakes I've made in my life that I allow these different labels to come that you're not enough, that you, if you just did this or if you just prayed more, if you just read your Bible more last year or if you would just, I mean, all these different thoughts that come if you just fasted longer. Have we all messed up before? Yes. But God is not a God of condemnation. If he makes you free, you're free indeed. He makes a way of escape. So if you're feeling condemned that you can't ever do it right, does that sound like the Holy Spirit according to his word? No, God says we repent or we change our mind from doing this to doing his word. We leave it behind us. He says he's removed his sins as far as the east is from the west. Why would we want to take them with us? They charge you an extra $50 to $100 to take an extra bag on the plane, but yet we want to pack our baggage and take it with us everywhere we go. Come on. I know it's funny, but Brennan's been traveling a lot lately, so I was just laughing. They go, I want to charge you what? For an extra bag? Come on. It's true. We want to take baggage with us. It's extra weight. Ditch it. You don't need it. You don't want to carry your past. Paul said, this one thing I do, I what? I forget those things that are behind me, and I press towards the mark of the high call in Christ Jesus. We don't have time to look back. Yes, remember from your stakes. Make changes. Do things different maybe next time. But you got to stay focused on the goal. They don't put rearview mirrors in the airplane for a reason. Okay? You're going... This way. You don't need to look back. It doesn't matter what's behind you. You're not going to run into something behind you. So why do we look back? We shouldn't. 
Look forward. Move forward. You're on a trajectory. You're on a path that God has pre-designed for you for his glory. So good. God is so good. So when there's a fortified, insurmountable wall between you and your goal or God's promises for peace, power, provision for your life, your family, your loved ones, your business, your community, have faith and follow the leading and command of the Holy Spirit and watch the walls crumble like they did for Joshua and the army of Jericho. This is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. If he crushed walls so they could have victory, how much more will he do it for you? Walk by faith, not by sight. Did it make sense for them to keep walking in circles? Do you think the enemy was up on the wall laughing? Do you think that they were chuckling amongst themselves like, I wonder if Joshua got enough sleep these last seven days. He's acting loony. He's telling us to march around the wall again, guys. Oh, it's been five days now. Six days. Oh, don't you think the Lord has a better plan than this, guys? Okay. Oh, here we go. That's it for today? Okay. Hey, guys. Uh. Right? We think sometimes maybe God's not doing anything because we don't see immediate results. But God, he's not on our timetable. I wish he was. I'd have him do a lot of things right now. But faith is now the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. So they, he already knew the plan, but we had to walk in it. Walk in it and watch him execute according to his timing. We grab a hold of the answer by faith right now. Does that make sense? We grab a hold of the victory right now over that situation that you're praying about, over your family member, over your future, over your children, your grandchildren. We grab a hold of these promises by faith and we hold on to them and then we walk in it and we watch the Lord execute his plan on his timing. Does that mean he doesn't do things instantly sometimes? Absolutely not. He does things instantly a lot. I've seen a lot of instant healings and people, miracles and, and things that God does instantaneously. But there's other times where it took a season to get victory over a certain thing. But that doesn't mean that that answer wasn't there that very day, that very moment. Pastor prayed and for a restoration of his son, Sean. Those of you who know, it's an awesome church. Sean and Dana and their family in Loomis. It took years, but he already had the word in his heart. God said, today, I've restored your son to you. I have the answer. I have his promise. That's it. And he walked it out. And God did it in his timing. So don't let a lack of immediate visual results alter your faith and your determination and the conviction that you know God is a God of his word, and when you say it, when you believe it, do you believe that you receive, you what? You have that which you said. Power of our confession, your declaration of your faith in your life is going to see you walking through victory after victory for his glory. Yeah, there's going to be battles in between. But he's given us weapons. 
He's given us all of them. Ephesians 6, what? Helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, breastplate of righteousness, loins girded with truth, feet shod with the gospel of peace. We have the shield of faith, which is able to quench every fiery dart of the devil. God doesn't send us to battle without equipment. He gives us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. That's what his word says. So I have to believe that if I'm going for it, he's going to be there with me in everything. When the voice of the enemy is shouting at you to give up and surrender, have faith and rise up in the name of the Lord and slay the giant. Goliath said, you come to me with a sword and a spear. Maybe in the modern day, it sounds like you come with me at fiery darts of you're not enough, you're not equipped, you're not trained, educated, or able. You're too young or you're too old. Speak the word of faith that says, my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You don't run from the battle, you run to the battle. Why? Because you're guaranteed victory in the Lord. You can sometimes have setbacks and different things happen, but you're, you're on the winning side. You can't lose. You can't lose. You just keep going. I've tripped plenty of times. Dust it off and get back up. Sometimes we fall down and we're like, oh, man, what happened? Maybe I'm doing something wrong. You know, maybe you're doing something right and the enemy's trying to trip you up because you're on the right track. Focus on what we can do to continue to walk in him. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures, and then we're going to have some share, a couple more moments to share, but I want to pray for all of us first. I'm going to give you some scriptures. If you just want to write down some of these scriptures for references, we're not going to read them all. But these are just good ones to have. You can con- continue to have c- words that you can confess and read and declare over your life, over your family. Pray for in the church, pray for our nation, pray for Israel. We're praying all these things powerful. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for by grace you've been saved through faith. Hebrews 11, 1, we just quoted, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Galatians 3, 11, the righteous or the just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, and not by sight. We want to cause others to inherit the promises of God. Worship team, if you guys would come back up for just a moment. We want to cause others to inherit the promises of God through faith in Christ our Lord. I think when we're talking about what we appreciate about our pastors, and I think about what they appreciate about us, what brings them joy is us walking in truth, us walking in victory, us walking in the word, using the word to make a difference in the lives of others. It doesn't always happen overnight. It doesn't happen every moment that you realize what's happening, but God is, he's a God of, of strategic planning. And we walk in that and trust in it and know there is an anointing on the declared word of God. There's an anointing here this morning. Some of you, maybe you, you, you're making it real to you. You're facing these walls of opposition that are on the, in the other side of it is your victory. Maybe you're, you're up against the, 
the Red Sea in your life right now, and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm not that great of a swimmer. I could swim, but that's a long way. They could hit me with an arrow just like that. I'd be done. But when God parts the seed, he can keep running. It's a whole different deal. Maybe you're wondering about if it's the right time for you. Think about Esther. For such a time as this. You were born for a time like this. God has you in the right place at the right time in life. Maybe you're facing a giant in your life that's shouting all this stuff at you that you're not good enough, that you can't make it, that you're not trained, educated, you're not worthy. And you rise up like, you're coming at me with all this, but I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph in him. That's the God that we serve. The living God. Not the gods that are on vacation or the ones in the, in the Old Testament where they were trying to summon the God. And they, could, they never answered. They never showed up. We serve the living God. He always shows up when we call on him. So right now, I don't know what it is that you're facing this morning. I don't know if it's in provision for your family and your future or for your business or just clarity because the rain of doubt and all these things are coming down. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the walls that you feel like are insurmountable this morning, that you can't get over them. I'm here to tell you this morning that he has healing for you, that he has victory for you, that he's already made a way through that Red Sea that you don't know how you're going to get across. I'm here to tell you this morning, he's still the way maker. He's still the way, the truth, and the life. And we have to receive it. Those of you who are watching or here this morning, we haven't received it. It's a gift, but we have to receive it. It could be a package laying on your front doorstep like there is at my house every day. UPS or Amazon or whatever it is. But guess what? If I leave the package out there, whatever's inside, I don't get to use it. God has gifts, talents, and abilities. He's left on your doorstep of your heart. We just got to open the door and grab it. This morning, as we're praying together, bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you this morning as we pray, as we worship you before we close. Lord, that Abraham did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to you, being fully convinced. Everybody say, fully convinced. Fully convinced. Another version says, fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform it. I'm here to tell you today, anybody the sound of my voice or watching online, he is able, he's more than able that what he has promised, he's able to perform it. He does not let his word return void, but it accomplishes that what he sent it to you. So this morning in your life, in your prayers, in your, in your time with him, you know that he's given you promises. I'm here to remind you this morning, he's able to perform it in you and through you and for you in Jesus' name. Father, this morning I thank you for healing virtue that flows from your throne, Lord God. And I'm just a vessel to speak your word, to declare your truth, because there's an anointing to break yokes of bondage, to break yokes of, of, of viruses or cancers or whatever it is. Lord God, I thank you that you 
still distribute healing as children's bread. Father, this morning you sent your word and healed them. So we speak this morning. We come against every sickness and disease. And we command healing virtue to flow in this place right now. I thank you that your presence is touching your people. I thank you that you're dusting off the label maker. And they're going to relabel some things. They're going to relabel some identity of who they are in you and what their, what, what, their, what their purpose is, Lord, because you've given us all clear-cut purpose in life. You've already prepared a way. You've already planned it. You've already said that we are predetermined to walk in good works for your glory. And we thank you for that this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that we can come boldly into the throne room of grace, Hebrews 4, 16, that we can obtain mercy and find your grace. Grace, your power at the point of our need. Lord God, we know that we're not doing it in our own strength. We stand before you humbly, Lord God, and know that it's in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Father, that it's you in us and us in you. You and us, and us in you. Someone needs to hear that this morning. We're in him, and he's in us. We're in him, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But we got to abide in him. To abide in him, abide in me, Jesus said, and you will ask what you will, and it shall be done by the Father in heaven. If my word abides in you, and you abide in me, Father, we, we, we stand on your word. We stand in your word. You're in us, flowing for your glory. Lord, we're going to keep our confession, Hebrews 10, 23, of hope without wavering, because you who promised are faithful. Amen. We're not going to cast away our confidence, Hebrews 10, 35, which has a great reward. Because, Lord, we have endurance that after we've done the will of God, we're going to receive the promise. We're going to keep walking the walk. We're going to keep walking by faith and not by sight. If you need prayer this morning, just come quickly. We're going to pray for you. If you need prayer for anything specifically this morning, please come quick. Pastor, Pastor Elwin Yada, if you want to come help us pray for a moment. Pastor Sue.